What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's January 9th, 2024. That's right. I'm Trey. That's Mark. How you doing, Mark? This is your first uh, main show of the new year, isn't it? Happy New Year to you. Yeah, I believe so, because uh, last week the move uh, fucked me, but um, we're on a new place, and just uh, all, all the unpacking's done except for uh, hanging a few pictures and shit. So. And also with Mark, look, debuting behind him, although I forgot I posted the Patreon episode already, mm. so you guys might have seen it. But yeah, the new wallpaper. We'll have to, we'll have to get some feedback on that, because you know the wallpaper was always a big hit. People have been mm. waiting with bated breath to see what you were going to be working with at the new place there, and I like it. Yeah, oh, what Trey's talking to is we put the uh, uh, Patreon up as a bonus-free episode. Uh, it should be on all the normal places you get it because yeah. we felt uh, bad about uh, a lack of content over the holidays and also uh, wanted to give you guys a preview of what uh, the kind of shit we talk about over there is. We did we did regulations or the lack thereof around the cyber truck, and it was a fun episode. Uh, tonight we're talking about uh, political violence and what to expect in 2024 is like <laughs> it spiked during the Trump years and dropped a little bit at the beginning of Joe Biden. And it appears to be on the way back up with some crazy shit that's happened in the last few weeks. Um, yep. So we're going to talk about that. That's comforting, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, this mean- election year, like perhaps the most anticipated election year in living memory, it's nine days into it. And we've already got, you know, multiple stories revolving around the idea of political violence. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Off to a ro- rollicking good start, 2024. Yeah. Let's start with a weird, fun story. We're talking about the secret Jewish tunnels in New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you got, if you guys were online last night, uh, like you might have seen some videos like this where people were absolutely going crazy. Here's, here's an example of one of the videos that went viral if you hit play on this one. <laughs> so... You're listening only. It's a uh, Hasidic Jewish man climbing out of a, what appears to be a storm drain or something on the sidewalk in New York City. He's emerging from a secret tunnel under yeah. uh, Brooklyn. Is that, is that Brooklyn? or? Uh, yeah, they're in Crown Heights, yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. So you can imagine what the internet would do with secret t- Jew tunnels. Uh, dude, right? as soon as I saw it. <laughs> That, I mean, I'm sure that was a lot of people's thought, but as soon as I saw this was happening, it was secret Jewish tunnels in mm-hmm. New York City. I was like, oh, my God, here we go. Fucking QAnon and then we're going to be all yeah. over this, dude. Jews yeah. and tunnels. It's a lot like, of the original it's videos. The opposite of 9-11 for them. It's like right. mega Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so a bunch of people, the original videos got taken down because people in the neighborhood that were posting this shit started seeing like, like you know, Nazis and QAnon people being excited about these videos. Be like, oh shit, what have I fucking done? But the reality, the reality is really interesting here, and it's more fun than the conspiracy theories because it's just a fucking stupid, petty domestic, like, like intra synagogue real estate dispute that's gotten yeah. absolutely insane. In a really fun way. Before they found, before you clue everybody in what was actually happening, there were reports that, like, I think it's funny to think about some of the people in this neighborhood because some people had said that they, like, heard Jews in the walls and stuff, right? Like, (laughs) like, they were like Brooklyn uncles or whatever claiming they heard because they're speaking Yiddish and stuff. So he's like, there's Jews in our floors and whatnot. And, like, You know it. What his everybody's reaction to for, to that was, you know what I mean? It's like ah, classic Tony. Here we go again with right. in the floors or whatever. And then so when this happened, you know that those handful of people were just like, "Fucking, I told y'all, dude." Like, can you yeah. imagine? Like you, you think you're going insane? You hear yeah. like yid. You live on a basement apartment. You're hearing y- people speaking Yiddish below you, and you cannot tell anyone because you sound like a fucking lunatic. Right. Yeah, it'd be very vindicating for those people, I would imagine. 
So what happened? So a bunch of cops were called to a, a, a building in, in Crown Heights last night. And the background here is, is there's been like some litigation, like a fight between uh, the, like the people in this synagogue. You got a couple different sects of hardline Orthodox uh, Jewish people and a real estate battle. Uh, one particular segment of them, is, like there's like the battle is like half to half, but also the crazy half has an even crazier sac- faction. Right. But apparently without anybody knowing dug tunnels from another building in the synagogue complex into the main building to be able to have access to it, despite being locked out because of the real estate dispute. But right? it, it's wild to love <laughs> church that much. Like I got to give it up to them in terms of, uh, you know, them and their God and their relationship to it or whatever. Cause like if you dig in secret, illegal tunnels just to get into church or whatever, that's uh, that's some serious dedication. <laughs> Dude, those seeds are wild, man. So, uh, <laughs> so th- th- this ho- this group, okay, this this building's called, it's a, it's a headquarters of the Chabad movement. All right, it's like a big historic building. People come worldwide to, to visit this place. All right, um, a bunch. So uh, it's at seventy seven seventy. Uh, I forget. Sorry, I forgot. I misplaced this the street it's on. It's the former home of the late Rabbi Yosef Yitchak Schneerson, who's the sixth y- y- Yibacher Libacher Rabbi. Uh, is Hell a controversy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So the the mainline faction discovered these tunnels, which was also built unbeknownst to the huge chunks of the other faction. All right, and the other faction um, is a part of the. Uh, uh, Shabbat Lubavitch movement. They're uh, they're Shabbat Messian. Shabbat Messianism is their is their is their cause. They believe that a rabbi named Menachem Mendel Schneerson was who, which was the seventh Lubavitcher rabbi, is the Messiah. He's also sp- uh, still physically alive, even though he's dead. All right. So the wait, what? Took- I didn't know that. I knew that like Hasid's. I knew that they're like the fundamentalist of the the Jews mm-hmm. and whatnot. But like. They had like a messiah, like a living person who they believe is the messiah and whatnot. Because that's yeah. like a level of uh, crazy that I didn't realize they were on. There, frankly. there are there are messianic Jews who believe Jesus is the messiah. I'm not quite sure how they wrap their head around their faith. I had a friend who was one and never asked, or was raised one and never asked him to explain himself to me. It just wasn't. But like, yes, there's every, just like there's like 400 varieties of evangelical. There's like a bunch like this, yeah. right? And when the tunnel was discovered, people were like, "Well, maybe they built during COVID because like, like, uh, you know." Hasids and Orthodox Jewish people, like a lot of like, like, uh, you know, religious sects didn't like COVID protocols and were right. determined to still go to service because they thought God would protect them like snake handlers, you know, do, yeah. or whatever. I think Drew's so, parents church was like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, that was pretty, that was a pretty widespread uh, position amongst the holy. Yeah. So it turns out it wasn't during COVID. It was about six months ago, uh, a bunch of a group of yeshiva students who flew in from Israel, dug this tunnel and then when the mainline people found out about it, they, they, they hired some like structural engineers to like inspect them. Like, yes, this tunnel is going to make the fucking building collapse. Yeah. Imagine that. Right. I mean, yeah, I think that all that stuff is pretty important. All that ground and shit underneath your building. <laughs> yeah. I not want to take that out. I want to leave that in. Seems like it might be, might be an important part. Yeah. So the mainline uh, people that actually own the control of access to the building reported into the city and the cops came and were like, yeah, you can't have this. So They're going to fill it in with concrete. So the Israelis who flew in sat in the hole and refused to leave the hole to let it be filled with concrete. And so the cops were like dragging them out. They arrested 10 people. This is just the most insane New York thing to ever happen. I want to watch when you watch this like Goomba cop 
yeah. argue with these Jewish people about how they need to leave the shul. <laughs> they know. I want to clear the whole shoe. I want to clear the whole thing out right now. I want to fix this tonight. They need the shoe cleared. And to. Why you need to. Just got to get done. Time is money, okay? But I had to go to like I had to go to Jewish publications to explain this to me because mainland like it'd be like like if if you if somebody talked about a dispute in like an evangelical church where the pastor's wife was asking forgiveness for her husband and yada 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 people were leaving the church you'd be like oh the pastor fucked somebody's wife right. okay I got I I, I I can decipher this in four seconds so I had to go to a Jewish writer to explain this anyway there's no it's no QAnon tunnels it's a real estate dispute and Jewish people love to argue and I'm quoting the Jewish writer saying that so don't get mad at me. Uh, but while, while we're on the subject of conspiracy theories, uh, some more Epstein stuff has come out and people yeah. are running with it in all the wrong ways. And it's like sort of like minimizing the victims and all this to sort of being left behind, like as, as being used as political footballs. So some, some part of the documents that came out include the testimony of a woman named Sarah Ransom. Okay. Who has retracted her own testimony just in the court filings and people are acting like. It's true to run with it because it hits Clinton and Trump over the head, along with like Richard Branson and Prince Andrew. Now, Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein have been accused of actual rape. Uh, but Sarah Ransom, according to her, because she was afraid of Epstein, made up, she said she made all these allegations, which are unfounded, to make him think she had videotapes so that if she died or anything happened to her, the tapes would come out. She was trying to pretend to have a dead man switch. All right. Now. People retract allegations for reasons both true and false. I don't know the I don't know the truth of it. Neither does anyone else outside of Sarah Ransom and whoever victimized her. All right. That being said, um, the, the the way people are running with this, like the New York Post ran with these this stuff like it was still considered true and just left Trump out of it. Right. If you want to know how gross this looks for, for people to people who uh, you know how it looks to us when they do that shit, let's just think about it, how it looks for a second. Anyway. Some stuff did come out related to Trump in it. Um, late this afternoon, people decipher the documents and think he's a guy named John Doe 174. He's not accused of any sort of sexual dealings in it. Just mainly he's a guy who was always around Jeffrey Epstein. Right. I've, Which isn't that also that's similar to the level that Bill Clinton is at in these or is that uh, not accurate? Like they're both yeah. like, like same thing in these documents so far, at least he's not. Neither of them are like, you know, full on accused of any kind of, you know deviant impropriety or whatever, but they're around a lot and seem to like the guy. And that's true for both of them. Right. Because like, mm -hmm. because it's just, you know, everybody I see talking about it, super loves Trump and they either just don't mention he was in it all, or they just straight up say like that he was exonerated or cleared for his involvement. But Bill Clinton is the devil. As far as all this goes, there's going hard after Clinton and I'm not defending Bill Clinton, but it's, they're going hard after Clinton and just ignoring all the Trump parts of it or downright like misrepresenting them. And I don't know why I'm surprised by that. It's very much part right. of the course for them, but it's just, the whole thing is weird. Yeah. It's like, I like, look, if you want to me, it's pretty indicting morally, if not criminally that after Jeffrey Epstein was publicly convicted of child sex abuse, all these people kept hanging out with him. Right. right? But that's not, that's not evidence of anything other than being a shithead. Right. <laughs> and a coward, right? But you, but all these insinuations, like you want to talk about where Aaron Rodgers been up to the last week or so for a second? I mean, always, Go. yes. You, I mean, as it <laughs> relates to this, because I know that he he claimed Jimmy Kimmel was going to be in it, uh, and that you know Jimmy Kimmel fired back 
as anyone would, because that's not true. And but uh, what else has he done? I know that he also said that the New York Jets need to like just focus on football or something in the coming season uh-huh. after the season they just had. He said all that, and he was like, anyway, back to how Jimmy Kimmel's a petter ass, and it's a, right. it's a worldwide conspiracy or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So when he has his the ESPN show, he guests on for an hour a week, and uh, like he said, he said the thing we need to get back to football. Then spend an hour today talking about Dr. Fauci. On, uh, on, yeah. on ESPN, as you do on ESPN, to talk about Dr. Fauci. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. so to back up, Jimmy uh, uh, Rogers is pissed off that Jimmy Kimmel has been making fun of him for a couple of years. All right. So he goes on uh, uh, Pat McAfee's show on ESPN and says a bunch of shit about Epstein flight logs. Jimmy Kimmel does a bit about that in his late night show. So then Rogers goes back on Pat McAfee and says that Jimmy Kimmel is just scared that the flight, the flight logs are going to come out. Then Jimmy Kimmel gets a bunch of death threats from QAnon types, his fam, his wife, his kids. And why, why would you think Jimmy Kimmel's a pedophile and then death threats and death threats to his kids? I don't know. Right. Um, so then Kimmel threatens to sue Rogers and Rogers does the I was just joking thing, which I kind of know how doctors feel now when they're listening to Rogers talk about medicine because I don't know anything about medicine, but I do know about jokes. Right. <laughs> and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. A joke has untruth in it, but a but a lie does not automatically become a joke. Right. Yeah. It's like it, that's why April Fool's Day drives me fucking crazy. Telling somebody a lie is not a joke. Yeah. And I don't think I know any comedian who like likes April Fool's Day actually, no. and that's the reason. It's just like I'm pregnant. Nah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it's not a joke. I guess you qualified as a prank. Maybe April Fool's Day is more of a prank thing, but yeah. A lie does not a joke make. I agree with you. You can't just accuse right. someone of being a pedophile and then be like, you know, Jack, hey, bro. I mean, I guess and you can. That's what he did. But there, there's other layers to it. There's other steps in there that make it. We can argue that uh, uh, Rogers wasn't actually insinuating Jimmy Kimmel was a pedophile. But like you have a national audience full of like psychopathic conspiracy theorists who immediately when you said that started using like using Photoshop to put Jimmy Kimmel on the Epstein flight logs as right. it bounced around the Internet. No one knows it's fake now. So like. I don't know how to. Apparently, every public figure has decided they have no right to be responsible with their platform, and that's where we're at in 2024. Whatever fucking year it is. So, yeah. yeah. All right. That let's checks out. That. Well, let's talk <laughs> about where else we're at in 2024. As we mentioned already, it could get violent. So that's fun and not at all disconcerting. We'll talk about that recent trend and what it portends a little later. But uh, oh well, before this, before we continue, uh, I need to tell you, of course few things number one if you'd like to see me do stand up live you should go to treycrowder.com come and see me uh, i got charlottesville coming up and then um florida after that missouri it's gonna be fun so yeah we'll see you out there also you can find me and Corey's book on the website treycrowder.com it's uh, around here and over yonder comedic travel guide check it out and lastly, if you enjoy this program and like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon, weeklyskews.com slash more, or you can just go on Patreon and search for my name. Either way works. Uh, like Mark said, we just posted a Patreon episode as a bonus free thing on my pages. So that's been available to you guys. As you can see, it's similar to the main show. Sometimes we do skew and A's and whatnot as well, but we do two bonus episodes a month, full length, $5 a month is all it is. You get more skews in your life and support the show in the process. So we hope you will consider it. But now let's move on. Producer Matt is back there doing his thing. Before we get to all the violence talk a little later, let's first begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. 
Tonight's DD, me for getting this now worthless physics degree from Trump U like an idiot. So here, Trump talks science. You know that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which is going to start in just a second. Any minute now, any we're going to see now. Trump good. talking about science. It's be great. Billion dollar cost overrun on the mag. You had it. <laughs> I need this to work. I need this to work because it's funny. No, hang on. We got to get Matt. Make the goddamn video work. Come on. Think about uh, Insane Clown Posse while you watch this. Y'all may not get that. They had an almost billion dollar cost overrun on the magnetic elevators. Think of it. Magnets. Now, all I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. Why didn't they use... John Deere, why didn't they bring in the John Deere people? <laughs> Do you like John Deere? I like John Deere. So but yeah, they had almost uh, billion- insane uh-huh. clown posse very famously doesn't know how magnets work. Uh, magnets, how does that shit work? And it's funny to me to think that either like one of the insane clown, like Violent J, saw this clip on Twitter and did like the Leo pointing meme. You know what I mean? He's like, see if I can do it. Or because I don't know if they, I don't know how they feel about Trump. It's if they if they heard this and they're like. Oh, that's how magnets work. That's also funny to me. They could be deactivated with water, I guess, which, of course, is not true. (laughs) I'm a science idiot. I was like, wait, do magnets not work underwater? So I Googled it, and they absolutely do work underwater. Yeah. And, like, you got to, like, Trump has all these weird, it's not just the windmills. He has lots of weird hang-ups. So, like, what he's actually referring to there, I think, was when he was president, there was a plan to refit all the aircraft carriers with the the, the, the elevators used to bring the planes up the deck. He was going; they were going to go from a hydraulic system to a magnet-based system, and he hated that for whatever reason. It made it his life's mission to get rid of the fucking magnets. All right, yeah. I mean, magnets I, are weird, you know. Like to be <laughs> fair, it's funny. Like it's funny to think that there's people out there that are just like confounded but also made angry by their confusion about magnets you know what i mean like you know a lot of things they don't understand upset them and piss them off and it's funny that magnets is on that list for trump he's just like mm-hmm. this is bullshit you turn them one way they stick together you turn them the other way they push apart what is this this doesn't make any goddamn sense no i don't they don't hit they're like yeah like the, my understanding of magnets is basically the same as uh, insane clown posses yeah. uh so <laughs> Uh, couple some things Trump has said over the last couple weeks. Just for doing a quick roundup, he posted a Christmas message and told everyone to rot in hell. Yeah, uh, a rally a couple of days ago, he made fun of Joe uh, Joe Biden's stutter, referred to Democratic voters as "quote bags of crap." <laughs> and the J six hostages, uh, he said nobody's ever been treated ever in history as badly as those people. He po- he reposted a thing on January sixth on True Social that called January sixth Entrapment Day. Which is like, so their they're line on January 6th is still, January 6th was great, but we didn't do it. Um, regarding a school shooting in Iowa, Trump himself said it's horrible, but we have to get over it. She way. Um, this is like the day after a school shooting. I which is, yeah. Is I mean, it had to be. The, the shooting itself was just like a couple of days, you know, not even mm-hmm. ago, right? So, yeah. Right. Not long after it. Uh, but there's still no motive known for that shooting as far as I could find. And But the right still did their thing where they pretended this person was trans and went viral with it. So there's Every no evidence Every single time now. It's like right. it happens sort of once or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just any new mass shooting that just goes straight to the trans thing. But yeah, no, he's really been on one. The, I, I did the rotten hell Merry Christmas, everybody message I, was pretty funny to me. It's just such an insane <laughs> thing for, you know, anyone to do, especially, you know, a former president and would mm-hmm. be a uh, second termer. But I, I, to be completely fair to Trump, 
you know, he's you got in here. He referred to Democratic voters as bags of crap. I mean, I'm not not a bag of shit. You know what I mean? Like I've often referred to myself as a big old bag of shit. So, I mean, you know, uh-huh. uh, I don't take that one too personally. But the and then he, he called the January 6th people who've been arrested and put in jail for it hostages and said that no one in history has ever been treated as badly as those people, which is like you could pick literally any region in any era of human history and find so many people who were treated far worse than that. Not just like slaves and stuff, but like dudes who like stole a tomato and got put in the stocks in the town square for, for two weeks or got flogged. Throw a, you know, throw like, a dart on any native reservation in the, yeah, right. throughout the entire history. Of the right. States. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, it, okay. Some other things he's done the past few days, by the way, that, that the, they're, they're being hostages. That's become like a, a line. At least Stefanik, uh, you know, Congresswoman, yeah. went on um, uh, uh, Meet the Press this weekend and called them political hostages with no pushback from the moderator. It's like they committed serious violent crimes, right? In front one. of everybody. On it's, video. It's so wild. That's what I'm saying. Like the whole world saw them do it. <laughs> and yeah, and they've been yeah. punished for doing what they did in front of the whole world. And you call them like political prisoners or hostages or whatever. It's just the gaslighting is insane. And it like mm-hmm. works, you know, on some, like, like you said, the moderator, I didn't see that, but the moderator just let it slide and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they do that type of shit all the time. And it drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, in Illinois, apparently there's like a deck. There's a pledge that Illinois has candidates signed pledging not to overthrow the government. And he refused to sign it. Uh, he, he said in response to Nikki Haley bungling her civil war shit, he said that Lincoln fucked up by having the civil war instead of negotiating, which like. Right. The negotiating would mean the terms of right. keeping slavery. Slavery. Yeah. Right. It's just like we talks about like how he would have handled Ukraine like that. What he means is mm-hmm. I would have given Ukraine to Russia immediately mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, same thing. I'm sure it would be in Gaza too right now. But uh that pledge, yeah, it reminded me of something you said in Illinois, they've had a pledge for decades for any presidential candidate sign it says, I will not overthrow the US government. Uh when I was a senior in high school in a public school in, in Clay County, they let this preacher come in there and hand out these like uh, morality pledges to the entire senior class because we we're going to be leaving and going to college after that. Insane. Right. But and like even at the time I knew it, but it was this morality pledge. You're supposed to put sign your name to and stuff that says you will not engage in any premarital sex or drug use or underage drinking or any of this stuff. And I refused to sign it. Do you know why? Cause I was totally going to do all that shit. Right. You could just <laughs> sign it. Just sign the pledge. Right. Yeah. Like, I was like, I wasn't going to, you know, like I knew I was going to do that shit. So, you know, yeah. it feels like that's the, it feels like there's an, an implication here. It's like the easiest pledge in the world to sign. Right. Like, you know, asking, <laughs> asking a president to not overthrow the government is a little different though than asking a, an 18 year old not to, do drugs and pork in college. You know what I'm saying? It's right. Like one, one of them is totally expected. The other one shouldn't even be on the table ever. But here we are. When I, uh, so when I, when I, in my 20s, I was one of those marriages, you know, marriage is just a piece of paper, people. There's no reason we need to do this, baby, kind of kind of dudes, right? And yeah. then I realized how full of shit I was. Like, it was just a piece of paper and then just fucking sign it, right? Right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, back to Lincoln. He said that basically the same way that Lincoln wanted the Civil War because he wanted to be more famous. And he said, like, if you didn't have the Civil War, you never would have heard of Abraham Lincoln, which... I bet if he negotiated the continuing existence of slavery, he'd be in a history book. Yeah. Um, 
it, it's also just a dumbed down version of the lost cause myth where it treats the civil war like it's a tragedy of white people not being able to get along or something. Right. It's fucking weird. Um, he also, this is just so dumb. Like, you remember how back how he, he thought stealth planes were literally invisible? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Do that. Do that. Remember, keep that in your head while you watch this video. You got this, Matt. World, we want to protect our country. And you know, those domes are starting to work. I didn't like it when Ronald Reagan suggested it because we didn't have the technology. We do have the technology now. And we're going to build a giant dome over our country to protect us from a hostile source. And I think it's a great thing. And it's going to all be made in the United States. And that's something that I consider right. so productive. He's heard of uh, he's heard of Israel's Iron Dome. Now. Right. <laughs> and he thinks it's like and in his mind, it's like in the Simpsons movie with Mr. Burns right. to blot out the sun. Exactly. Yeah. Like a literal uh, dome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is like in context, this is like the craziest one. He went on, I guess like fucking Lou Dobbs does a YouTube show now or some shit. And he went on there yesterday and said he wants a great depression, which is like, <laughs> listen to this. When there's a crash, I hope it's going to be during this next 12 months because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. The one president, I just don't want to be Herbert Hoover. I don't want anybody to be Hoover, Hoover, Hoover. I don't want a bunch of people to starve to death and shit. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, the difference. And and I mean, I don't know. I guess if you're like trying to read this as generously as possible, maybe it's him being like, we all know it's coming. And I just hope that if it's coming, it's coming. But that's still very selfish and whatnot. Him. But they like they want they want bad things to happen when like a Democrat is president or democrats have power or whatnot like they love that right. shit they eat it up like they feed off of that and i what people can call bullshit on this whatever if they want to but like i at least genuinely do not feel that way like i remember when trump got elected the first time i was like i know this is going to be awful i know it is but you know like i hope it's not like i hope Right. He actually tries to do a good job. You know why? Because I live in this fucking country uh-huh. and so does my family and everybody that I care about. So like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, you're not a, being, you're not being conspiratorial. Like you remember when, when uh, uh, Mitch McConnell said on TV, when Obama was elected, our number one goal is to make Obama one term president, like right. not to improve the lives of Americans or serve our constituents. Right. But like, this is like it's a crazy statement to make where you're supposedly pinning your presidential candidacy on delivering economic relief to voters, you know. Instead, you're wishing financial ruin on them, but to come sooner when he won't take the blame for it. Yeah, but like, when, but you know, in his mind, it's like, well, you know, if I'm gonna, if my big pledge to them is I'm gonna fix the economy, I really need the economy to be totally fucking broken first. You know what I mean? That'll really make it carry more water uh, mm-hmm. in his mind. Yeah, it's like it. it, it Going back to like Republicans always wishing everything gets worse under Democratic presidents. Like, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, like after October seventh, when a car crashed on the Canadian border and conservatives like were like full of glee with the idea there might have been a terrorist attack, but it turned out just some dude's accelerator got stuck or something. Right. Remember that? Yeah. It's like they they wanted it to be a terrorist attack, so we'd all be afraid. It's like right. what the fuck. Um, it's just it's just absolutely insane. I can't believe you can go on TV and tell everybody I want to be your lives worse. And by the way, the, the economy is not just the stock market or charts on the board. It's like for every percentage point unemployment goes up thousands of people kill themselves right it's, like, it's a tragedy when the economy yeah. collapses people lose their family homes and shit so like fuck this fuck you fuck it. it's like uh, I, like like i i hate this cynical dick bag is still the center of american politics and he will be until he dies i feel like um yeah without a yeah. doubt and it's just and also he just like i feel like he's already uh you know 
having a pretty good run considering his lifestyle and everything about him. You know what I mean? In terms of like whatever, whatever his expiration date is like, he's already doing better than uh, you would have thought. I think, I mean, I guess he's got a lot of money and whatnot, but still, yeah, we might be they in for, out, for like, a while yet. When he got COVID, they pulled out like experimental shit. They hadn't even tried on monkeys yet to keep him alive. And I'm like, you had the, uh, you just like, just don't get the, st-. somebody's like, does anybody have any wild out of it? Out of the box ideas? No bad ideas here. All ADB was like, nope, I ain't got none. Just fucking yeah. let it happen. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right. All right. Uh, we got another honorable mention. This was kind of on theme for the show tonight, talking about political violence. This next one is SEAL Team 6 for not taking enough classes at Harvard Law to know whether or not they can murder Americans. Listen to this. This is, this is Could wild. Could president order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival? That's an official act in order to SEAL Team 6? He, he would have to be and would speedily be, you know, uh, uh, impeached and convicted before the criminal what prosecution. If you what if you weren't? There would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that? Chief Justice's opinion in murder against Madison and uh, uh, and our constitutional tradition and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause all clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not. I asked a, you a yes or no, yes or no question. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team Six to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first, and so, so, so your answer is. Is, no. is my answer is qualified yes so it's like this immunity hearing in dc uh, like a three-judge panel they appealed like basically trump's lawyers are arguing he can't be tried in like like the january 6 cases because he has absolute immunity for anything he does as president right? yeah any official act as president he has immunity for or whatever which is of course patently ridiculous but like even with this like so this lawyer is saying like we're not saying there's no accountability. What the accountability is, is like the impeachment process. He has to be impeached uh-huh. and convicted, but he can't be like, you know, subject to the regular justice system. Any other American would be, he's got to be impeached and convicted, even if he assassinated someone, but it's like, then so he could just assassinate anybody that's going to vote to impeach him. Or whatever. Right. If right. He, you know what I mean? He could just keep on assassinating until there's no danger of being impeached left. And also I remember I saw some, I saw it get pointed out on CNN today. This is not that this matters to Trump at all, but this is the exact opposite of what the Republicans in Congress said when he was uh-huh. uh, impeached the second time, Mitch McConnell went up there and said, he was like, it, this is not our purview as Congress to handle this. We have a justice system mm-hmm. and they are who needs to handle this. So they're both just, yeah. like, you know, it's it's all just Trump, talking in circles. Trump's lawyers at his second impeachment made that case that like the criminal justice system is the place to solve this. You don't need to do a second impeachment. He's leaving office anyway in a couple of days, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so like, but so that what you raised was he could just assassinate his way out of it by keep killing people before they can impeach him. Right. right. That's that's the that, that that's the first follow up question of which this judge had asked. The third one will be would be would do you think Joe Biden could be tried right. for having Donald Trump killed? Right. Because you're right. arguing not. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're arguing well, that Biden has immunity right now, right? Presidential immunity, which means he could do that to you. And you know I don't know how you don't ask that question because it seems like such a because you know he's like you know he doesn't think that that Joe Biden should have it. Also, Joe Biden could do what he says that he did and actually steal an election if he needs to, mm-hmm. right? Like what Trump is being charged with trying to do. And he's saying, well, no, I'm immune from any kind of charges with that because it was an official act as president. That's him arguing that Joe Biden could, if he wanted to, steal an election, if he wanted to and needed to, right? But 
you know, none of that actually applies in their head somehow. All this shit only applies to him in this moment and not right. certainly not to a Democrat or Joe. He Biden. doesn't even like in the same speech, Trump will say he has absolute immunity to do whatever he wants as because as, as, he was a president and he can never be tried and also promise to try and lock up Joe Biden. Right. So, like, yeah. There's no, but like the, the, that lawyer, by the way, his name is John Sauer. He's a former solicitor general, general from Missouri. And uh, I guess he got hooked up with Trump was in that role. He, uh, he was one of the uh, solicitor generals who signed an um, uh, appeal to the Supreme Court to try to overturn the election. So I guess that's why he's on Trump's side right there. But the, you can sort of hear like, like appellate law fuckery that drives me insane. He's like, they're talking about whether or not the president, like what if the president strangled the first lady in the White House on camera? Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, you're like, well, can't nothing you do. But like, he's like, well, you did Marbury versus Madison. It's like, shut the fuck up about Marbury versus Madison. Right. We're trying to, right. we're trying to make a country work here. And you're like, we're trying to like figure out if a president can commit is the right to commit murder. And like, like my thing is like, why wouldn't Joe Biden? Like it's, it, it's, it's really funny to me that Trump's trying to argue that, uh, that he should be a God King when in reality he's arguing to make Joe Biden a God King. And mm -hmm. Joe Biden has the assassins right now. He's got the ones making the phone calls. So like, yeah. I don't know, like, you want to really test the limits of this? Joe Biden should take a gun to the first debate and just pull it out and shoot Donald Trump in the head. Yeah, wouldn't I hit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's keep this uh, violent Political ball, violence. ball a rolling. Yeah, and talk about some other stories in that uh, in that category. I know, and this one's actually from 2020, but just came out today, right? Or recently right. involves uh, Roger Stone, the infamous Roger Stone, who doesn't seem like, you know, an evil piece of work at all um is uh the, the story the yeah, the stories from 2020 but sort of about how we got here so media i got audio of roger stone talking to a guy on his personal security detail who happened to be a, a, a cop right cop, yeah yeah cop. nypd officer yeah not just right. a guy a he was cop. moonlighting his security and there were soft pitching the idea of assassinating a congressman eric swalwell uh, congressman eric swalwell and jerry nadler who were on a, a, a committee that was going to investigate Roger Stone's sentence being commuted by Trump. All right. And he's like, it's time to do it. Stone told Greco, the cops named Greco. Let's go find Swalwell. It's time to do it. Then we'll sell brave the rest of the Mars. It's time to do it. It's either Nadler or Swalwell uh, has to die before the election. They need to get the message. Let's go find Swalwell and get this over with. I'm not just not putting up with this shit anymore. We're talking about hearings into how Roger Stone got free with no risk. He'd be going back to prison. All right. right. He's going to kill people over that. Uh, the, because, this because they're on the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, if you need a reminder, Stone was convicted of obstruction, witness tampering, and lying to Congress in the Mueller probe. Uh, prosecutors sought a nine year sentence, uh, but Trump's Justice Department intervened to impose a less severe sentence. Anyway, he didn't serve it. Didn't, uh, he didn't serve it at all. So, yeah. He got, par I mean, he got pardoned, right? Or the it, equivalent by Trump? Commutation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his sentence uh, got commuted. But yeah, no, he. there's also, there was an, another old clip from him. I think from that guy who followed him around, a documentarian or whatever. I think it came out in the J6 hearings where he's like, uh, he's talking to some proud boy or something. And he's mm -hmm. like, I don't even care about the vote. Remember the vote they're going to have in Pence and certification and all that. And he's like, fuck this vote. Let's just get straight to the violence. That's what we need to do. We need to start cracking heads and smashing pumpkins or some right. shit like that. And this <laughs> absolute lunatic who's with him is like, hell yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um but, but then like, didn't he also get the hell out of Dodge though when shit started going down? I think. Yeah, he, he ran away. And yeah, he, called, right. he called. He called like uh, Jared That's Kushner out. and threatened to kick his ass because he hadn't got like a he hadn't he hadn't yet been pardoned. This is before he uh, he, he since got commuted. Um, 
He, but he, no, he wanted preemptive pardons. Sorry, he wanted preemptive pardons for January 6th and was upset he wasn't going to get one. But anyway, it doesn't matter. He hasn't been charged. It was my part of my point with this. Like, you're not, you, you're not allowed to threaten the lives of congressmen. That's a criminal offense. And he's right. out there walking around. Nobody's right. doing shit about it. And when, uh, when is, uh, the Justice Department intervened to, to, to make sure he didn't go to prison or get a lesser sentence, a guy who worked for the Justice Department who worked on the case named Aaron Zelensky recused himself in protest. And Zo- Stone also went to Greco and said that Zelensky needs to be punished just for quitting his job. He needs to be punished. You have to abduct him and punish him. That has to be done. It will be easy to abduct him because he's a weakling. All right. <laughs> By the way, when this came out, Stone says uh, used AI to make these. These are deep fakes. Right. Uh, Greco, on the other hand, didn't deny it. He yeah. just said, I don't think your reader is interested in ancient political fodder. I'm interested in it. I want to know why nobody's doing all these death threats to get any fucking trouble. Um, Greco got fired, by the way, eventually. Uh, also, Trump is using AI to claim he was never on Epstein's plane. He's claiming all the flight logs and his testimony and stuff was generated. So it would be funny if Trump's president again. The one good thing we get is tight AI protections because he's lying. Right. Yeah, because he has <laughs> um, such a vested interest in it. Yeah, I guess that yeah. would be something. But it's like you knew this shit was coming as soon as, you know, that all started with AI and stuff. It's like they already claimed fake news and everything. And now that this technology exists and people are aware of it. Mm-hmm. It's what you know. It's going to be the go-to every time. It's going to be the new. I was hacked. My Twitter account was hacked, or whatever. You know, I was deep faked. Yeah. At a so over the weekend at one of his rallies in uh, in Iowa, uh, Trump talked about. He told his followers once they go in the voting booth to refuse to leave and let, not let anyone else vote. Uh, so this morning he was asked to like, I'll just show you this clip after, after his fucking, uh, hearing, um, uh, you know, the three judge panel, he's, he was at the little pro- impromptu press conference and this is, he was asked this. Thank you very much. Mr. Mr. President, you just used the word bedlam. Will you tell your supporters now, no matter what, no violence? Nope. He gone. <laughs> Never even looked over his shoulder. <laughs> Never. And like, so. Joe Biden gave a big speech about January 6th on the end, on the day before the anniversary on Friday. It was a pretty good speech. He finally name checked Trump and called him a threat, called him a loser, which will get under his skin. Um, uh, I'm not sure why the news dumped it on a Friday afternoon. I know the holiday, January 6th was actually Saturday. Um, I guess they didn't have like, any good choices. But so a thing to know is that January 6th, what grossed out the majority of Americans, it really fired up Trump's base like in ways that are pretty crazy. Like it's sort of like, let me quote here from a political scientist, at the university of Chicago, the country is a tinderbox. More and more of the public is becoming more radicalized and becoming more supportive of political violence in general. And this effect was likely encouraged by January 6th. I'll tell you that to tell you this, uh, special counsel, Jack Smith was targeted by a swatting on Christmas day. Um, someone called nine one one and said that Smith had shot his wife at his house. Uh, Montgomery County police sent cops to his house, but were called off and the deputy U S marshals who were already there protecting Smith told, uh, told the police that it was a false alarm and everyone in the house was safe. Yeah. Like I, I was just, thinking he had to be, you know, when I was first reading through the story before I got to the end with the part you just said, I was like, he surely has some kind of protection because I, with mm-hmm. him, dude, he's got to be getting threat, death threats and shit incessantently. I would imagine. Uh, right. Yeah. And uh, like, so what happens if he didn't have protection, (laughs) you know, like somebody like at this point, if you're a public figure, you need to pre-call the police and tell them what happens, like that you need to double check. It's not a swatting when you get a 911 call saying, if you guys don't know what swatting is, it's this like 
I hate to use the use the word prank, but like psychos will use masking technology to make it look like a 911 call is coming from your house and say that like I'm going to ki- I killed my wife and I'm going to shoot it out with you. And so they send a SWAT team and the hope is that the SWAT team shows up and does cop shit and just kills everybody there without asking any questions. Right. Right. Which I'm not sure why it doesn't hurt cops feelings that people think this is a good plan. Right. Um, I know. But, I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you, I bet in most other countries, I don't know about most other countries or someone basically have fucking, you know, but I bet in a lot of other countries, this wouldn't even be an effective strategy. I would think, cause I doubt they're all as fucking gung ho Rambo shit as every single one of our cops seems to be, you know what I yeah. mean? Like mm-hmm. just cause you get a report of some bad shit going down you need to, yeah, go check it out for sure. But you don't have to like roll out the whole SWAT team and the battering ram and smoke grenades and fucking flashbangs and shit and baby cribs and stuff. Like not every time necessarily, but that's just me. It's sort of, but it goes back to like a big meta take. It's not my original one, but like that everything is Gamergate now. If you remember Gamergate, it was like this whole thing where like this video games journalist got accused of trading sexual favors for whatever an online harassment campaign managed to chase her out of her house, get her fired from all of her jobs and force her to retreat from public life. And that essentially became a playbook that all those Reddit assholes you also use to help get Trump elected. And it just, it's just never stops working. And uh, Jack Smith wasn't the only person the victim of this lately. Uh, Tanya Chuchkin, who's the judge, the, the judge overseeing the January 6th case. Uh, she was also a victim of swatting. Uh, someone called 911 and said there was a shooting at a, uh, at her house. Um, yeah. And then, so in the other side, Marjorie Taylor green also got swatted on Christmas. Yeah. She, a, we talked about her recently. She, she's been swatted a bunch, right? Or eight times, been, at least yeah. eight times she's been swatted. Now, my assumption here is this is still some right winger who has some grievance with her over how the speaker fight happened or something, but I don't know. <laughs> she she beefs with so many people. I guess it's it, theoretically she's usually an all all right computer nerds that do this, but I suppose someone else could have done it. Either way, everybody cut it out. Like her kids are there and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So what's funny about this is like you ever seen the raid, the Indonesian yeah. action movie? That's a great movie, right? Ass movie, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best. The guy kills like forty people in the hallway with a hammer. Fucking badass. Yeah. The the, the plot of that movie is a police SWAT unit discovers that their warrant was fake and they've been set up and exploited as assassins by a third party with a hit list. That's the plot of a whole action revenge movie. And right. America, it's just a prank we all It's like at. a standard tactic. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, the three we've talked about before, the three percenters call themselves three percenters because this myth only 3% of Americans participate in the American Revolution and that's enough to overthrow a government, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a researcher say recently it's closer to like fifteen percent. That was what she what she uh, figured out from researching Iraq and all this all the uh, you know interesting setting civil wars and shit there. But either way, it's not a lot. It doesn't have to be a majority. It's the fact that the majority of people are still basically saying does not mean that a bunch of bad right. happen. And right. help us if boomers figure out swatting if they start calling in fucking raids from their landlines, we are fucked. <laughs> uh, and. The weird thing about this, and I wanted to talk about Green for a second, because like the main victims of these threats are Republicans, to a large degree. Right, because the way, I, this wouldn't apply to Marjorie Taylor Green, but like because the like for Liz Cheney type reasons, or Adam Kinzinger right. type reasons, like fucking walk the line, get in line type of shit. Yeah, or like the, like the Republican Secretary of State in Georgia, right? Who yeah. certified Rappen the election for Biden. Yeah, right. 
Like, here's a piece I read the other day of, like, from Vox last week, how death threats gave Republicans to fall in line behind Trump. Like, it starts off talking, this, this guy gives an in-depth interview. We got him, Stephen Reacher, who's an election official in Maricopa County, uh, 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 Arizona, and was like, he's a nor- normal for a Republican, all right? Mm-hmm. He's just, like, an election official who, like, counted the votes and Biden won. <laughs> and... He basically can't go in public anymore. He definitely can't. He kept going to Republican meetings waiting for the fever to break. And people would like grab him and try to wrench his arm out of his sockets and chase him in his car and beat on their windows and shit. Yeah. Um, I saw just today. Who's that guy? We talked about him at one point along the way that uh, that guy was like hardcore Trump devotee, big MAGA dude who was at January 6th. And uh, they determined he was like these, they being the, these people that we're talking about, the like the the crazy crazies, determined he was like the the Fed behind the whole thing that started it all. Remember that? And they Ray, like Ray Epps. Yeah, Ray Epps. Yes. And yeah. he, he and his wife had to like fucking sell their house and buy an RV and just live in parts unknown or shit like that because they were being harassed and stuff all the time. Anyway, I saw today it was trending again on Twitter. They were talking about how that dude's a fed and they were just, you know, going after him hardcore because, you know, uh-huh. it, they 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 think that you're the people that were punished for January 6th are hostages and it's cruel and inhumane and no one's ever been treated worse. But when he his punishment was not as excessive as they thought it should be, that confirmed to them that he was, you know, a G man or whatever. So. Uh-huh. Um, makes sense if you don't think about it. <laughs> and this story has like uh, this stat that 83% of Americans are now concerned about the risk of political political violence in their country. Well, I'm glad. I mean, that's good. I'm glad people are paying the attention. Although if 83% of people are concerned, does that mean concerned is not enough? Because I'm not sure where the actual assholes are in this. Um, and this woman is an expert named Rachel Clenfield, an expert in political violence at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. says that violence and threats against elected leaders are suppressing the emergence of a pro-democracy faction of the GOP. Um, yeah, absent threats or might have been a move inside the party to stop Trump. Uh, maybe a bit more effective primary. Uh, here's a quote from Kim Ward, who's a Trump supporting Republican leader of the Pennsylvania State Senate. And what would happen if she spoke out against the former president? Well, I'd get my house bombed tonight. So she's like, I support Trump, but also I would even if I didn't want to because he'd blow, he'd blow up my house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and remember when Mitt Romney retired, he talked about how a lot of people, people in Congress were crying before they voted against impeachment because they just had, knew they had to do it because their families were murdered. I'm yeah, like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And it's that, I mean, you'd think it's just like, and I think for a lot of them, it is also, we talked before about how they know they can't, they have to try to placate the, the maggots and whatnot because they won't have the votes otherwise and that type of thing, even if they are mm-hmm. like somewhat sane. So it's like that, but it's not just that. It's also this. There's like, they, they're like, genuinely afraid of them right. which is pretty crazy uh greg pence announced he's retiring from congress mike pence's older brother took over his seat in congress um and the funny thing about that is on january 6th after it was over greg pence still decided to vote against certifying the election so greg pence had the sophie's choice between his children's lives or his brother getting hanged and he chose his children, which most people probably do. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like... Especially it's if like your brother's Mike Pence, am I right? Right. But yeah, yeah fucking, yeah. <laughs> you probably don't hit for that guy either. Uh, so, some numbers here. In 2016, the Capitol Police recorded fewer than 900 threats against members of Congress. 900 is still too many, but that's 2016, all right? In 2017, that figure more than quadrupled. So the first year of Trump's presidency, threats against members of Congress recorded by Capitol Police quadrupled. 
They continue to increase every year of Trump presidency, peaking at 9,700 in 2021. Again, that's 11, almost 11 times what it was in 2016. 2022, Biden's first year, a full year, the numbers went down to a still high 7,500. So lower than Trump's last year, but still nine times as many as Trump's the year before Trump was elected. <laughs> and the, everyone's best guess is it went back up in 2023 because the speaker, the, the fights over the Speaker of the House, right. what's going on in Israel and Trump's arrests. There's just not data yet. And I imagine it's going to be worse this year. Um, yeah, during the Speaker of the House thing, who was there? One of them, his wife got threatened. One of the Republican guys' wives got threatened because he wasn't getting in line with the McCarthy stuff, or was I don't remember exactly the, or he wasn't backing mm-hmm. Jim George, something like that. I, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, these stories you know pop up every now and then along the way, but there's so many more that we just never hear about. But it's like um, ever present yeah. on the American right, evidently. We- We've been sort of spared high-profile assassinations. I don't know whether it's just because all these people are keyboard warriors. Right. But that's what I always used to tell them. For a long time, that's what I told myself. It's like, oh, they're fucking, they're full of shit. They ain't going to actually do nothing. But then, you know, like, I mm-hmm. mean, for me, at least, ever since, like, January 6th in particular, it's been, it's been like, okay, well, I mean, I guess they yeah. might do something. And I definitely take it more seriously now than I used to. But Yeah, yeah. it's like, it, it's it's... It's interesting to me because it's not like Americans aren't violent. Is it that we don't know how to find Congress people or something? But like, first of all, I do want to say like, look, it sucks to get death threats, but you ask, you ask for this job and you also vote to send young Americans to war. So like, I don't know how you can ask like a 19 year old Marine to go die for his country, but you're like, I guess I got to let Trump be a dictator because I don't want to get shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. sorry, man. Sometimes... <laughs> Do sometimes duty calls. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Right. It's like some sort of tired of the cowardice, even though if I can kind of understand it, because I don't want to fucking get death threats either. But like, it, it's just, it's just very weird to me, but it's not just like politicians that are subject to this shit. Like regular people are killing each other over politics. It's not just the people ramming pro, uh, pro, into protests with their cars. This is a, a story from August about how political violence was already like kind of, kind of close to its worst since the 1970s, which is not a one-to-one comparison, which we'll get to in a second. Because in, le- in the 70s, it was left-wing violence and therefore less violent. We'll get to what I mean by that in a second. But the, the lead of this story, this woman called 911, the next-door neighbor shot her husband in the head and just because he thought the guy was a Democrat. Right. Like, I don't know why he thought that. The story doesn't say. I mean, he might have been. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he didn't vote. I don't know. But, like, he didn't need to be shot in the head for his political beliefs. Um, and that, that killing was one, among 213 cases of political violence identified by Reuters since January 16th. That number seems really low to me. This couldn't count them all. Um, when I get going back to the comparison with the 70s, that was property damage for the most part. Right. Like, blowing up... Uh- a military recruiting station. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. After it was like, closed or no, when no one was in it. Like right? militant hippies. With, with right. Bon- yeah, right. Like uh, uh, throwing a, a Molotov cocktail through the front of a bank when it, before right. it opened. That, right. that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, it's like kind of how like everything is counted. It's left-wing stuff is much easier to count as ter- like terrorism. Like eco-terrorism is mostly like, you know, flattening tires on a front-end loader or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to expect this year. I would be utterly shocked if we made it through without some sort of high profile, like at least assassination attempt. The Secret Service seems to be really good at their job, despite all the stories about their partying fuckery. Um, so, I, I mean, I would, remember when they let somebody get on an elevator with a bomb with a gun? 
No, I don't remember that. Yeah, there's a bunch, bunch of heads rolled over that. And some guy just got in the elevator with a bomb and had a gun on him. And like Jesus. they didn't notice or check him. Uh, but yeah, yeah we, maybe we've been lucky. I don't know. Gonna gonna be a hell of a year, y'all. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how it all plays out, won't we? My thing is like, Psycho is going to be this way anyway. Just push through and do the right thing. Like like that, 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 that what Trump was saying that I basically shouldn't be prosecuted because there will be bedlam. And then the reporter's like, well, we asked him to not do Bedlam, and he walked away. Right. right? It's like, well, they're going to do Bedlam regardless. Mm-hmm. So just do the right fucking thing. Like, right. I'm, we're all locked into this ride. So, like, all the way out's through, man. I don't know what to say. Red wave of, oh, sorry. I missed that. Matt brought it up and then took it away from me. Teasing me, Matt. Let's get these uh, comments and whatnot up here. Why not? Sorry, red wave of ketchup. I didn't say it. Sinful solutions. That's fun. Says, remember to hit the like button. Thank you very much. All my favorite solutions are sinful in nature. Yeah, smash that like button, subscribe, all that stuff. Tell your friends. Richard Daniel says, is Mark wearing a Daltz shirt? I don't know what Daltz is. This is a Back to the Future shirt. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about Biff's. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with Daltz either. It sounds like a like a hit and dive bar or something to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to go Daltz. Daltz, a good old boy. Uh, Neverman is here. Says death threats are normal. Credible death threats are not. Also, the number are hundreds to thousands of times the amount. Yeah, I mean, you say there's a, there's been people that follow. Uh, there's been enough people follow through, and also we don't know about. <laughs> I mean, your average congressperson probably doesn't report all their death threats. You know what I'm saying? They're probably only reporting the ones that sound serious and credible. So, like, like you get thousands of cons- – I mean, I don't know how to you – might, you might be absolutely right. Maybe I'm being a chicken a little here, but I do know that a bunch of Trump – like, some guy, just, some guy just last week, I forgot to mention it, shot up the Colorado Supreme Court building because that's where they decided Trump needed to be, be on the ballot. Man, I missed that one, too. Uh, Ignatz. Mm, says, don't forget Paul Pelosi. Yeah. Forgot about Paul Pelosi. I mean, yeah. I was going to bring it, you know, our uh, buddy friend of the show from the Tennessee holler, you know, his house got shot up during all that Tennessee three stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. he posted about it publicly himself and everything. So it's all right to say that. But yeah, I mean, you know, that freaked me the hell out. I ain't going to lie. Cause I mean, I've, you know, I've gotten death threats before. I've gotten plenty of them and I never really took them, you know, seriously, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it does feel like, somewhat it, different to me like it's beginning now that i personally know someone yeah. who had some shit like that happen to him you know it's kind of hard didn't, to ignore didn't bullets go through justin's like daughter's bedroom window i don't remember i mean he has kids and they definitely shot into their house i don't remember whose bedroom whatever it was but yeah people mm-hmm. shot through the windows and into his and, house at like three in the morning and, and him and his wife in tennessee and him and his wife decided whether or not he should, talked about whether or not he should step back from a, a journalism right. And he just, he pushed he forward. Just as braver right. than all these fucking Congress right. people. Yes, running. absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. John Orbit Bainbridge says, if Trump isn't stopped now, there might not be any stopping him. I mean, yeah, that's like that's the big thing. That's why it is so important. You know, it is like existential in nature because you're right. Like, yeah, he's not gonna just relinquish control again or whatever. And even if you know he loses this election like he did last time who the hell knows what'll happen after that you know what i mean look what happened last time and now almost when it came this close jesus christ so i mean yeah I mean, you know if he gets off if he gets off the january 6 charges why would he not do a bigger worse january right. 6 2 and tell everybody right. to bring guns this time mark right. turner says rick wilson of the lincoln project got swatted also um, yeah, I saw that today. It happened today, right? A lot of swatting yeah. going around. So, where's the where the fuck's the FBI on this shit? <laughs> right. Um, 
James Williams says death threats are not normal in any context. It's not considered normal political discourse. To be fair to the other commenter, I think what he was saying, he or she was saying is just that like in this world or in politics or whatnot, like there's always going to be death threats happening to people like all always has been, always will be. But there's a difference, you know, there's a difference in level of severity or when they're credible or whatever else. And like, I I got a bunch of this era different. I got a bunch in 2017. I posted a picture of my wife with a women's, women's March protest sign. And it went viral because my wife's funny and she made a funny sign. And uh, I got a bunch of people in my DMs threatening to kill me just for posting a picture of my wife holding a sign that was yeah. wildly sarcastic about Trump. And then people tried doxing me, but they only found my old address. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't hear about any murders happening in my old address, but maybe somebody took a bullet that was meant for me. I don't fucking know. George Orwell said if uh, – if, uh, if presidents are completely immune, then why did Ford have to pardon Nixon? Also a good point. Um, like Nixon came up today. They said the difference was Nixon Nixon was indicted for private conduct, whereas Trump was doing the official duties of his office, which is not true. But Nixon, about, right. Nixon I mean, was using government assets to fucking yeah. harass American citizens. In like a political context that was directly related to him being the president, continuing to be the president and whatnot. Richard Daniel says, Daltz is a fairly pedestrian restaurant in Nashville. Okay. I'm not familiar with Daltz. I go to Nashville all the time. I guess now I won't check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Three stars. That, that ringing endorsement from Rich there. Craft Dinner says, I wonder if this person's Canadian. Says, curious if Trey has any plans oh, to do any Canadian dates. I should have just kept reading. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to be in Vancouver uh, later this spring. I don't remember the exact date right now. Uh, if you're and but that's you know, I'm doing like a North Pacific North. I think I'm being in Seattle or up that way. And then also Vancouver and then coming right back down. Um, I've still to this day, I've never been on the east side of Canada and I need to do that. So I need to tell my agent, you know, go to Toronto, Toronto and, you know, the French parts and stuff. Um, yeah. What's craft dinner? You seen another it's a uh, blue box craft mac and cheese. You know the blue box craft mac and cheese in Canada. They call it craft dinner, and it's like apparently like a cultural staple. They live by mm. it up there. I reckon. I mean, I like the shit too, but I guess they're uh, really super into it. And I think I've heard before that some of them maybe put like ketchup in it and stuff, which I'm I don't get. I'm not down with that. But you know, uh, to each their own, I suppose. Ketchup with mac and cheese. I think, but I could be wrong. Canadians, you know. President maple syrup, am I right? With moose meat in it. You yeah. crazy Canucks with your maple leaves and your hockey stick. Suzanne Smith says, that's what I want to know, Mark. Are these swatters being penalized? Well, they, they're they like, they're not, they do it in such a way that they're not, they're hard to find out or whatever, right? Like, right, that's, they get matched their numbers. But, but the, if the NSA can record all of our text messages and phone calls, certainly they know who's fucking doing this. Like, they, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, consequences, not, uh, not a big thing in American politics lately or ever, I guess, but especially lately. Uh, but what are you going to do? Well, anyway, listen, like I said, speaking of the shows in Vancouver and whatnot, come and see me out there on the road. Go to TreyCrowder.com and get your tickets. You can also check out me and Corey's book, Around Here and Over Yonder, a comedic travel guide covering these here United States and also England and Scotland. And if you like the show and want some extra SKUs in your life and want to support the show in the process, go to weeklyskews.com slash more, or you can just go on Patreon and search for my name, 
$5 a month, full-length bonus episodes, all that good stuff. But the main thing is you keep watching this here main show, and we'll keep doing it. Excuse days from now until, you know, it's an election year, y'all. It's about to ramp up around here how things already are, and we'll be there uh, commiserating and also trying to keep from having heart attacks and strokes ourselves uh, and hopefully maybe cracking a joke or two along the way. So we're uh, looking forward to it as much as someone can look forward to a year like this one. And uh, we'll see you along the way. With that said, <laughs> see you next see you week. Yeah, see you. Love you. Bye.